This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a whole nother episode of Says Who. It's me and Maureen, and it's exclusive for our five and ten dollar a month backers. Speaking of exclusive and $10, at that level, you also get a new and exclusive sticker mailed to you as a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Once a month, something wonderful shows up in your mailbox. Patreon.com slash says who. Oh, have I mentioned books before? Well, they're the hottest new thing, Dan. I've heard. Yeah. Everyone's getting into them. Yep. I've got one coming to me in the mail today. Yeah. A book. I'm excited to check it out. I had a book out. Well, this will come out on Thursday, right? It will. So today is Wednesday, but the book came out yesterday, which was Tuesday. Because that's how calendars work. Uh, It's called Hello, Cruel Heart. It's a prequel to the Disney movie Cruella. And I have a book coming out in June called The Box in the Woods, which is a Stevie Bell mystery, but it is a standalone mystery. So while it is the same character as in Truly Devious, you will not have to have read Truly Devious, although it may enhance the experience, but it's not necessary. And then I have a book coming out in September called Your Guide to Not Getting Murdered in a Quaint English Village, which I've seen the final art for that my friend Jay did. Ah. Oh. It's so good. He designed the end papers for it. That was the last thing he did. And that's so good. And it's like a beautiful wallpaper that if you look at it carefully, it's all these little knives and it's, yeah. it's so good. He's so good. Anyway, books. This is the year of Maureen Johnson. And I uh, we will get into it. Dan. I'm excited. Your book is arriving at my house today. Mm. Can't wait. Mm. You can just order them and then they mail them to you. It's cool. Mm. Anyway, mm. other things you can order and get mailed to you is merch from us at merch.saysupodcast.com, where we have all kinds of things, mugs, shirts, fanny packs, tote bags. What the fuck do you want? Probably we have it at merch.saysupodcast.com. <laughs> hey, Maureen. Maureen, Mar- Maureen, it's... um. Hey, it's time to re- time to record. Are you? I I can hear you. You sound really m- muff- muffled. Are you? Where are you? Let me hold on. Let me. Oh my God! There is a big pile of books here. Hold on. Let me get these. Let me get these out of the way. Ah, uh, oh, oh, a lot of laundry. Holy cow! It kind of hits you like a wall. Are you there? Are you here? Let me. Uh, okay. Let me let. let Maureen, what are you, Maureen, uh, hello? Hey. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, Dan, hey. What are you doing? Hey. Oh, Dan, it's been a, oh, it's been a week. Oh, what are we doing? Are we doing a, what are we doing? Uh, uh, we're doing Says Who podcast. Am I late? Oh, it's Let's fine. go. Let's go. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a coping strategy. <laughs> it was your, I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. You sound good, yep. Maureen. Mm-hmm. You sound good. Yeah. I'm, Busy week? Uh, well, Dan. It's fine. Dan, I have a question. Hmm. How do people have clean houses? No, oh, you've asked the wrong guy. I promise you, I have no answer to that question whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it is about COVID that made everything so much worse, but um, but it really has, Dan. I think that it's a combination of you are home all the time, generating a lot of gross, and you lack the motivation to deal with it at all anymore. You know, I feel like I have the motivation, but I also just don't. Dan, well, I had a book come out this week, Dan. You sure did. And uh, came out on Tuesday. And so I did uh, a satellite radio tour on 
Tuesday morning, which actually normally when you would do a tour, you might do the satellite radio tour in the morning and then go into appearances. So the fact that's all I had to do was pretty light. Now, can I ask a lingo question? Yep. Because you've referred to it exclusively as a satellite radio tour. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you are exclusively appearing on Sirius XM satellite radio. This is this is lingo from when you would do like satellite uplinks to various stations. But now you're sort of zooming in. No, I actually go to a satellite. Up in the sky? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. This is Disney. So they do actually shoot you into space. Incredible. I don't know why. They just call it a satellite radio tour. Just when you, whenever you, they say it, it's a radio tour. But they always call this. I don't know why they call it a satellite radio tour. There is a bunch of satellite radio in there. You know, you'll do serious shows and you'll do things for iHeartRadio and right. places like that. Uh, but what you do is... um. Someone, so the tour manager will call you, you know, around, in my case, my tour started eight. So they called me at 745 in the morning and they, the producer stays on the line. And I did, um, I did 19 interviews. Fuck. Let's, I know, but it's like, it was more or less oh, back shit. to back, but there were little, there were like two breaks in there or three breaks depending, but a lot of them are just back to back to back to back to back. And the way it works is they're like, okay, you know, I'm the producer. I'm holding, I'm going to get you on the line. You're going to be live at, with, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa with this person. Here's the deal. And, and then you hear like, you're just slotted in and you often only hear half a sentence. And then mm. you're, then you just start talking and then you hear, and this is why we're going to welcome Maureen Johnson. You're like, welcome. Like you don't even know. So then you yeah. just start talking. And then when it ends, they say, well, thanks for talking to us. And now, and then it just cuts off. Like you never have to say goodbye. It just cuts off. And then the producer goes, okay, now we're taking you to Chicago, Illinois with blah, blah, blah. And then you go, and then you hear half a sentence and here we go in a welcome. And you're like, uh, hi. And then you just start talking and then it just cuts off and then the producer, etc. And it does that all day. So, um, you just kind of bounce in and out of conversations. And some people are very like, they've read the book and are super like the first guy is a super was like a he's a really good um book uh, he 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 does books almost exclusively so he okay. read it he had a lot of really insightful questions and then like there was one in LA where this guy's like so I would call you a young adult I guess I would call it novelist and then <laughs> I was like yeah you could say that <laughs> yeah, and then why not let's go he, with that it was really weird he's like and so this isn't your first time with Disney you wrote the something something series and I have not. So he was just wrong. But you don't want to be like, no, motherfucker, that is not me. Right. But you're like, oh, you know, well, this is actually my first time. And but Corella, you know, I'm stepping in some pretty big black and white shoes to fill. Like, I don't know. Hey, oh, hey, oh, you know, I, I just you just kind of slide in and like, don't make it seem like a thing and just keep talking and you just keep talking. You yeah. just talk. And I kind of turned my chair like this and sort of stared into space. So I was because I knew that if I started fuck fucking around i would just start staring at stuff online and like yeah. shopping for dog food or something because i tend <laughs> to like do that i'll drift and just so i just kind of stare at my ceiling and it's weird i told the same story 19 times i bet i'm I really bet. sick of hearing myself talk about my interests of 1967 london it's just even the words coming out of my mouth appall me at this point <laughs> it's true <laughs> I have had a lifelong obsession with this, truly, but I'm really sick of hearing and about it. And now it's over. I also had an allergy, like my first seasonal allergies came on, so I woke up with a real scratchy throat. Mm. Anyway, I'm excited for your book. Well, that's all that happened this week. Nothing else. That's it. Everyone have a nice week. See you next week. Now, Dan, I will tell you that, it, can you hear the, the scrolling wheel? This is me scrolling my... My mouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I am seeing <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six pages of notes. In and, our notes? Oh, at, really? At oh. only one heading. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, uh, you mentioned that you weren't following the... Uh, Various ins and outs 
of one of the worst members of Congress, Matt Getz, and his uh, his bullshittery. And also, you mentioned that you were doing 20 radio interviews in one day, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to step in, and I'm going to help my friend Maureen out. <laughs> she won't have to think about a thing. We can just have a little story time. And then I started fucking putting these notes together, and it just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. And I realized I didn't know half of what had been happening with fucking Matt Getz in the last week. There's, you have to understand, everybody, that with Dan, it's a little bit of a, if you give a mouse a cookie, if you give a Dan a project. It's true. He's like, ah, I'm not going to really get that into it. I'll just do it real quick. And then four hours later, you find he's like, I've enrolled in 12 college classes. I have built an extension to my house purely to investigate this particular subject. And I have a lab in there now. The truly remarkable thing is this is a really busy week for me. So this was like no, the Dan, quick it's not. version. No, Dan, it's not because this is how I do you not know that this is how you do it. The more you have to do, you're be. you're like, look, this is a really busy week for me. It's probably time for me to build a, a water slide out of my second story window. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Before we get into it, though, Maureen Johnson, I do want to say that they the Biden administration has now announced that they have gotten 150 shots in arms at this point. 150 million million yeah. 150 million shots in arms. Uh, we are rapidly approaching 50 percent of the adult population of the United States uh, having at least the first shot. It's all fucking coming up vaccine. It's exciting. It's good. It's good news. It is good. Good news. Both of us shot one. How was your reaction to shot one? I had no reaction to shot one. Yeah, me too. I had like a slightly slow sore arm for half a day. Yeah, I mean, I could feel where it had gone in. Yeah. A little bit when I lifted it. But no, I think I was maybe a little sleepy that afternoon. Maybe. As a parent in COVID time, I'm always sleepy. Yeah. So I couldn't tell if I was normal sleepy or more sleepy or somewhere in between. Also, I'd gotten my shot at 11 o'clock at night and then walked home. So I'd gotten to sleep late. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I hadn't fallen asleep until probably around two in the morning. So I was I was probably a little sleepy. So it's been yeah, very. Do it. Yeah, I had no reaction. That's awesome. That and is great. When's your second? Uh, it is the 23rd, except I got mine at Walgreens and Walgreens had been scheduling Pfizer. Uh, they basically, if you booked at Walgreens up until yesterday, uh, whether you were getting Pfizer or Moderna, they were booking you with four week returns because Moderna is a four week return yeah. and Pfizer is three at, at your kind of earliest point. They're booking everyone four, which it, the logistics part of my brain is like, that is super smart because then whatever you have on hand is what you can put in someone's arm and you don't have to change that, that return. Um, but they that is anomalous for what the recommended dosage is. Pfizer, they say, do three, though I think it's up, out all the way up to six if it needs to be. Um, and so they announced that they will be revising the booking system and now when you book if you are getting moderna you get four week return if you are getting pfizer you're getting three week return uh and i actually checked and it looks like i will be able to reschedule my second dose for three weeks but uh they do not allow for that until that three week window opens so right. next thursday i can see if i can wow. rebook which would be wild, right? But otherwise, it'll be a week later. It's not that big a deal. But um, but yeah, it's coming. I'm the 22nd. You are, yeah. I would be the 23rd if um if all stays as it is. But so. and I've heard the dose two does kick ass, kick a person's ass. Yeah, I've heard about that. So I've been trying to move things out of the day after. If I could, like if they could just get shifted, I tried to shift them out. By pure coincidence, my day after, if it's the 23rd, or for that matter, if it's a week earlier, will be a Saturday. And I'm like, I'm so smart. 
I planned all of that, even though I didn't. So I just figure I'll have sort of a lazy weekend, watch some shows. And Oscar is the 24th. So he yeah. and I are, he and it's I are happening. Just, yeah. Because he got Pfizer and I got Moderna. So he, even though he got his a week later because of the timings, we kind of land at the same time. Yeah, totally. The, uh, Illinois opens up for 16 plus next Monday and the teen turns 16 on the 30th. So that's his big birthday wish is that he can get, he can get the Pfizer. I mean, that is good, but it's just, it's tough when you're like, you're six. That's the birthday wish. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough to hear. (laughs) He is very excited about it. I don't want it to, I'm not taking away from his excitement. It's just, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's just, all oh. we can ask for. Yeah. It's all we get now, Maureen. It's all we get. It's fine. We are at this point, we've been able to tell Oscar's family, we will be seeing them this year. We don't know when. Yeah. Because a lot That's of awesome. that, because there's a, uh, like right now, even if we went to the UK vaccinated, we would have to be quarantined for a minimum of four days. Okay. Uh, then we can be tested. To get, it's a kind of trap and release situation okay. where they test you. And if you're clear, then they let you go. But we only have so much t- time to see everybody. Right. Yeah. So, well, we actually will get to see his family this year. That's awesome. It's all, it is, it is still to me, I do a lot of kind of, flashing back to a year ago and to now. And it is, it is honestly remarkable to just think that we are where we are. So good job, science. So that's all there is. Let's wrap it up. Well, Maureen Johnson, if you're ready. Am I ever really going to be ready, Dad? I don't think so. Okay. I want to take you down a little path. Let me get myself all cozy. Got my drink. Dan's going to tell us a story. I want to tell you about Matt Getz. Congressperson from Florida, friend of awful congressperson Jim Jordan, one of Donald Trump's staunchest defenders, pure piece of shit, has had a real bad week. And I want to just sort of jump ahead to the thing that finally made me realize that we needed to really talk about this, which was a Politico piece that came out on Monday titled Trump and his allies abandon gets quote, the real operative quote in that piece quote, anyone that has ever spent 10 minutes with the guy would realize he's an unserious person said one former Trump campaign aide. Quote, not a lot of people are surprised, said one person involved in Trump's presidential operations. Quote, the reason you haven't seen people in MAGA world defending Getz is less about him being unpopular, which he is in a lot of circles, and more about the fact that he hasn't done a single thing to make people comfortable to defend him. All of this in one week. Oh. It is... None of these people are good people. No. Right? None of none of these people are particularly bright people. No. And you would think on the surface that it is just yet another example of a dumb, awful human doing dumb, awful things. Right. But it turns out he has managed to make his own situation so fucking bad that all of the other bad people won't even step up to defend him. And if you think about the last four years and the things that these fuckers have defended, yeah, including Matt Getz, who's led the charge on half of that shit, but, uh, but they won't do it. So let's go back to last week, pretty much right after we finished recording Axios, the sort of insidery news source published a story that Getz might retire early from Congress to take a job as a commentator on Newsmax, mm-hmm. which 
literally nobody cared about because he's a piece of shit and it seemed like the super logical career move, right? right? Like, he doesn't seem to be a guy that enjoys being a congressperson. He enjoys kind of being shitty mm-hmm. and being on TV. So, sure, go be on the shitty TV network, right? Uh, and so everyone was like, okay, whatever, do your thing, man. Uh, and we were all going about our business when right around dinner time, the New York Times dropped a story titled, Matt Getz is said to face Justice Department inquiry over sex with an underage girl. And then we were off to the races. All right, let's go. Uh, Opens quote, Representative Matt Getz, Republican of Florida and a close ally of former President Donald J. Trump is being investigated by the Justice Department over whether he had a sexual relationship with a 17 year old and paid for her to travel with him, according to three people briefed on the matter. The investigation, though, was not actually about Matt Getz. Uh, This is sort of a spin out from a different investigation, both of which were actually launched during the end of the Trump administration. So this is not like Biden, new sheriff in town. This is all shit that started last year. Uh, And this other investigation is in on a local Florida political character named Joel Greenberg, Mm -hmm. who I believe is a tax collector in some like, you know, Florida County. Uh, and was indicted last summer on an array of charges, including sex trafficking of a child and financially supporting people in exchange for sex. So real good guy, real good friend of Matt Getz. So when the story dropped, uh, Getz's way of defending himself was to say that he didn't know what the investigation was about and that, quote, I have a suspicion that someone is trying to recategorize my generosity to ex-girlfriends as something more untoward. I've just put my head down. You can't see it, but I just had a. This Maureen Johnson, this is the normal part of the story. Because an hour or so later, after his first line of defense, which was, I'm just a generous boyfriend. What can I say? He tweets out the following. Quote, Over the past several weeks, my family and I have been victims of an organized criminal extortion involving a former DOJ official seeking $25 million while threatening to smear my name. We have been cooperating with federal authorities in this matter, and my father has even been wearing a wire at the FBI's direction to catch these criminals. The planted leak to the FBI tonight was intended to thwart that investigation. No part of the allegations against me are true, and the people pushing these lies are targets of the ongoing extortion investigation. I demand the DOJ immediately release the tapes made at their direction, which implicate their former colleague in crimes against me based on false allegations. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot, and I was aware of that then. Yeah. Because... There's a lot there. Now, I'm not in the FBI, but no, I'm not sure if it's good to come out and say my father has been wearing a wire. Seems like not the normal way of things. Right. But OK. So did he have anything else to say, though? Well, so then he goes where one would expect he would go. He goes on the Tucker Carlson show that night. So at this point, he has told the New York Times that he's just a real generous boyfriend, Mm -hmm. then gone out on this whole $25 million extortion ring. He gets on Tucker Carlson, and his main line of defense on Tucker Carlson is, and I quote, I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You, that meaning Tucker Carlson were accused of something you did not do. So you know what this feels like. Now I have a question. Yes. Oh, has Tucker Carlson actually been accused of? It's just something I'm unaware of. And you know what? So was everyone else. Yeah. Like I, I, I'd never it's, I yeah. have no love of Tucker Carlson, but that is not something I'd ever heard. No, like 
Bill O'Reilly. Yes. Yes, but you not know, Tucker like, Carlson. I mean, would it surprise of, me? No. Plenty of people within but, the Fox realm, yes. Sure. But Tucker Carlson, as far as anyone knew, was not in that category. Pot, particular pot of asshole. Right. Right. Uh, Tucker Carlson, as one might expect, not particularly pleased that that happened and responded, quote, you just referred to a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago. And of course, it was not true. I never met this person. Right. So that's usually not a great way to get going on an interview. But he kept kind of playing on the like, come on, Tucker, you know, we're just in this. We're just two guys in this together. He at one point says, you and I went to dinner about two years ago. Your wife was there and I brought a friend of mine. He's referring to this allegedly 17 year old girl. I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And Tucker does his normal blank eyed blink and just goes, I don't remember the woman you are speaking of or the context at all, honestly. So they go like that for a while. They finally cut to commercial. They come back and Tucker Carlson, after commercial, Matt Getz is not there anymore, says this is what that was one of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted says I brought I invited him on to clear things up. I don't think he did any of that. And Matt Getz has not appeared on Fox News since. I I was vaguely aware that that was happening, but I did. He is a regular person pulled in for talking on Fox. Hasn't been on in a week. So the thing that happened with Tucker Carlson where it seems like somebody who was mentally ill maybe imagined there was a relationship. Yeah. Um, was that generally known or was it like known nope. in, re- in Republican circles then maybe or something? who knows? I mean, it, every I tried to figure that out. And uh-huh. every report that I read was like, this was unknown. So how Matt gets knew, you know, it doesn't seem to be a, nor- a, a thing that people kind of casually knew about. So there's a right. bit, bit of a question mark there and dropping that shit live on air. Probably not the smartest thing in the world. Now, Maureen, this is where it gets real weird. And definitely, I will say now, this is actually the point where my knowledge of the topic truly drops out. Well, because his extortion story changes the next day. So, again, to review, first defense, I'm just a real generous boyfriend. Second defense... I was being extorted for $25 million by a former Department of Justice official. And my father was wearing a wire to expose him. Third defense, Tucker, come on, man. We all had dinner together. And besides, you're in trouble, too. Uh, Fourth defense. Comes out that the $25 million was not not a ransom for him or an extortion or whatever. But instead to pay the ransom for a U.S. intelligence agent named Bob Levinson, who disappeared in 2007 while in Iran on a mission for the CIA. So someone was trying to, who's trying to get $25 million? Right. So according to this story, Matt Getz's father, who is like a minor Florida politician. Right. Like older, was a politician once named Don Getz. Uh, Don Getz is approached by a Florida lawyer. This is the former DOJ official, which he was a DOJ official two decades ago. Now just a practicing Florida lawyer. So the whole like I'm being extorted by a Department of Justice official turns out to be tenuous at best. So Don Getz is uh, is approached by a Florida lawyer, former DOJ official, and a former mili- another guy who's a former military intelligence official. They tell him that they know where this Bob Levinson is being held by the Iranians. Okay. And for the low, low price of $25 million, they can free him. So some random Florida lawyer. Yeah. Just some dude. Yep. Whose name might be on a bench somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, guess what? Goes randomly 
to Don Getz. So Don Getz, who was slightly involved in politics 20 years ago, says, I, Florida lawyer, man, yeah. have figured out where this, where a, where a missing CIA agent is. Yeah. Or, okay. Missing for 14 years. And I have chosen not to go to the CIA. Right. But to Don Getz. I'm going to Don Getz. You go to Because he can get shit done. You go to the top. Right. So we know all of this because the Washington Examiner, which is a conservative news org, got uh, the co a copy of a three page document that they gave Don Getz that they called Project Homecoming. Now, the examiner doesn't say where they got it, but literally about every other sentence says documents in the possession of Matt Getz. So they're kind of giving a real heavy handed hint, hint, wink, wink where they got it. You would think that this document, if you're handing, if I'm handing over a document to try to clear my name, I would probably make sure that it clears my name. So in this document, which again, from a random Florida lawyer and a former military person, they outline this plan that 25 million, they'll go get this guy. Probably important side note, Maureen. As far as anyone knows, this guy is dead. Bob Levinson. De yes, declared dead a couple of years ago now. Okay. So maybe he's alive, but as far as anyone knows, including his family, he's dead. Right. They know where he is. They're going to get him. They need $25 million. Also, in the document, they mention that Matt, Don's son, is, quote, under investigation by the FBI. Now, remember, these documents probably came from Matt Getz. Okay, quote, under investigation by the FBI for various public corruption and public integrity issues. And the documents allege that the FBI is aware of photos depicting Getz in, quote, a sexual orgy with underage prostitutes. Okay, so... I understand now why none of this makes sense. It's because none of it makes sense. So yes. Project Homecoming. Yes. Almost certainly something invented by the Getzes. Very possibly. Outline. They would create a document in which they say. We're going to get this guy home. Yeah. We're just going to need 25 million from you. Yeah. From you, the Getz family. Mm hmm. The traditional source of funding in any kind of uh, extraction operation. Right. Yeah. We're going to just casually mention in this document our plan to extract an agent mm -hmm. that Matt Getz is under investigation for public corruption and public integrity, and the FBI is aware of photos depicting Getz in a sexual origin. Now, I mean, I don't I, get the confusion. Uh, it's all real clear right there. Uh, maybe this part is what you're missing. Okay. In the document, quote, in exchange for the funds being arranged and upon the release of Mr. Levinson, again, probably dead, the team that it delivers Mr. Levinson to the president of the United States shall strongly advocate that President Biden issue a presidential pardon or instruct the Department of Justice to terminate any and all investigations involving Congressman Getz. A question. Yes. Now, you said this Department of Justice investigation began in the previous administration. Correct. But the Project Homecoming documents originate this in, in, in this, the last in, month or in two. the last month or two. Yeah. So Okay. Also, I I think you're probably going to get to those photographs, so I guess should I just leave that as a question? Well, uh no, you can ask, please. Because we're about to go on a couple of side quests. So please okay. get these two, get get whatever you've got about this out. Because by the time we get to the bottom of the next batch. Was there ever any allegations outside of Matt Getz? That Matt Getz, there were photos of him in a sexual orgy. I'm quoting a sexual orgy with underage prostitutes. Uh, no. No one had mentioned that. No. He just mentioned that. These documents mentioned it. These yeah. documents mentioned that. Yeah. 
So this seems to strongly 100% indicate that those photos exist. Well, we'll talk about photos in a little bit. Oh, no. Whether okay. it's those or others. But we, oh. we will get there. But I need to lead us on a couple of quick side quests because the thing that I didn't know, and I guess it's because I really didn't want to know. Right. There's a lot here I don't want to know. Is that Matt Getz already had a reputation for being a bit of a ladies man. Mm. Right. That why I didn't want to know that. Um, and so a lot of this stems to the fact that he's always been kind of seen with various women and all and and is boisterous about it. Again, no information that I ever wanted to have in my head. The only time that I ever had a sort of like non him and Jim Jordan holding a fucking press conference to talk about Democrats or whatever uh, interest in Matt Getz was last summer when out of nowhere, Matt Getz announced that he had an adopted son named Nestor. Nestor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, out of nowhere, it came out of an argument that he had with another congressperson during a discussion around uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And basically the congressperson said, you know, Republicans are all just raising white kids and they don't know shit about what it's like to, to raise a non-white kid in this country. I'm massively paraphrasing. Matt Getz then announces that of course he knows what it's like to raise a non-white kid in this country because he has a son named Nestor who is non-white. As you can imagine, he said in announcing this, I was triggered when, to make an absurd debate, debate point, a fellow congressman diminished the contributions of Republicans because we don't raise non-white kids. Well, he says, I have. And with that, the world met Nestor. <laughs> the full-grown man... That Matt Getz calls his son. Mm -hmm. He is 19 years old. Right. He apparently uh, has lived with Matt Getz for six years after Matt Getz dated his sister. And then his mother died and he moved in with Matt Getz. Now, a lot of this comes from People Magazine, who got an interview with Getz during this, and you figure that's a fairly friendly place to talk about your son. People points out, quote, the second term Republican congressman from Florida's panhandle had not publicly identified himself as a father before this week, and his office has repeatedly said that he did not have kids. Now, Dan, I, you gave me a little whiff of this before, and I refer to it as a reverse Woody Allen. Woof. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> but in a weird backwards way from the other one. You're dating his sister, so then you adopt his her brother. Yeah. But you don't adopt him. Right. Well, that's the other part. He's not actually adopted. Right. People Magazine, again, Getz did not formally adopt Nestor parentheses, and he declines to discuss Nestor's relationship with his biological family now because there is an actual real-ass living dad of Nestor's that exists somewhere, but we don't know. Anyway, quote, he, meaning Getz, reframes the matter, saying, and I quote here, and I hope you aren't listening on a full stomach because you might yak, our relationship as a family is determined by our love for each other, not by any paperwork. Uh, I'm just sort of staring slack-jawed because this is like reading a confusing freshman essay where you're just like, I don't think there is a point in any of this. I'm reading a lot of words, but I have no idea what any of it means. Yeah. Nestor is a real fucking set of mystery, like a mystery wrapped in an enigma. <laughs> And the best thing about Nestor is everyone, like, who would think about Nestor again? And then Matt Getz will just randomly bring him up. He just brought him up a couple of weeks ago when he tweets out, my son is a college freshman. He had no gra real graduation, no prom. And I struggled with whether or not to allow him to enjoy spring break at Panama City Beach. 
I allowed him to have an abbreviated one. It did not. I did not have a good night's rest the entire time he was there until I knew he was safe, okay, and back at school. Okay. Now, and he's not—he's not dating Nestor's sister anymore. No, he? that was years ago. Okay. In fact, to hear Matt Getz tell it, he's not dating anyone anymore, Maureen, because he's a changed man. Okay. He is in love. Okay. And that brings us to our second side quest of this story, okay. which is that Matt Getz got engaged at Mar-a-Lago on okay. New Year's Eve. Yay. We, uh, side note, the party that he was at, uh, Vanilla Ice performed. We only know about this, not because he announced it, but because uh, Fox News host Judge Janine Pirro tweeted out a picture of Getz and his new fiance kissing with the caption, Congressman Matt, Matt Getz asked and Ginger said yes. Okay. So who, pray tell, is the lucky lady gets to spend her time here with Matt Getz? Her name is Ginger Lukey. I think that's how you pronounce it. L-U-C-K-E-Y. When Maybe you say it's lucky, lucky lady, it's Lukey. It does actually look like Lucky. Yes. Okay. She is a 26-year-old financial analyst from Santa Barbara who met Getz at Mar-a-Lago in March in of March. 2020. Okay. Whirlwind romance, Maureen. During a pandemic. Yes. Okay. She is the sister a VR billionaire, Palmer Lukey, again, I think it's Lukey, mm. uh, who created the Oculus Rift VR headset, sold it to Facebook for many billions of dollars, and then used a, a good amount of that money to bankroll shit posters to create memes against Hillary in the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's her brother. She has been used repeatedly by Getz since New Year's Eve to contrast his new life against his old life. In fact, just this week, in defending himself, he wrote an op-ed saying he'd never resign and that, quote, my lifestyle of yesteryear may be different from how I live now, but it was not and is not illegal. Mm. Do you want to know when he and Ginger are getting hitched? No, but I think I'm going to have to. Ginger told the Daily Mail that she thinks it'll happen in 2024. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I had the same reaction. I had to read it a few different times. What? Wait a minute. Dan, it's it's 2021. It's 2021. And they met in March? Of 2020. And they got engaged in December of 2020. Yeah. And they're going to get married three years from now. Sure. Not what you do. <sighs> anyway, okay. that's just a side quest. Maybe they're in love. Best wishes to the lucky couple and their adult son, Nestor. <laughs> All right. What, what a what a modern family. So <laughs> fast forwarding through all of that, getting back to this, the allegations against Getz obviously <laughs> haven't gone away. By that point, but, Nestor and his stepmother will be very they're very similar in age. Extremely so. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few years apart. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By the, there's less age difference between Nestor and his stepmother than his stepmother and Matt Getz. Okay. By a lot. Anyway, the allegations uh, against Getz have only continued in the last week, including uh, the fact that he has shown nudes of people he slept with to other Congress people right. on the House floor. Sure. OK. Yeah. According to CNN, quoting two quote, two people directly shown the material, said Getz displayed the images of women on his phone and talked about having sex with them. One of the videos showed a naked woman with a hula hoop. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, interestingly, after that came out, a former Florida State House rep, because Matt Getz was a, in the Florida State House before mm-hmm. he became a congressperson, uh, said that when he was still a state rep, I think this was six or seven years ago, uh, Matt Getz led the opposition against a revenge porn bill and, in fact, was one of the only people to vote against it. Mm, thanks. I hate it. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Uh, In addition to all of this, federal investigators now are looking into whether he used federal campaign money to pay for travel and expenses for women. Uh, So that seems great. Just last night, Maggie Haberman, the New York Times, reported that in the waning days of the Trump presidency, Getz sought a blanket pardon. They wrote, he, quote, he privately asked the White House for a blanket preemptive pardons for himself and unidentified congressional allies for any crimes they may have committed, according to two people told of the discussions. I, 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 go on. Remarkably, he didn't get it. I mean, okay. And that brings us back to the Politico story and how Getz is basically toxic to all of his congressional colleagues and everyone else on the right now. According to Politico, quote, of the half dozen lawmakers who rushed to put out a statement in support of Representative Jim Jordan when it was reported that the Ohio Republican covered up sexual abuse allegations on the Ohio State University wrestling team. So, again, we're talking about everyone a piece of shit. Yeah, these these are the worst people. Yes. Of the half dozen lawmakers that rushed to put out that statement, none have defended Getz. Jim Jordan, of course, has. Mm -hmm. And so has Marjorie Taylor Greene. Sure. Why not? Why not? I mean, get weird. But beyond then, not a single congressional Republican has come to his defense. Ooh, work is... None. Atmosphere is frosty at work. Right. Beyond Congress, according to Politico, quote, no Trump aide or family member has tweeted about the Florida congressman. Now, remember, Dojo is in tight with Matt Getz, so hasn't come to his defense, nor have almost any of the most prominent Trump surrogates or Trump allied conservatives and media personalities, including Sean Hannity, Dan Bungino, Charlie Kirk or American Conservative Union Chair Matt Schlapp, whose annual CPAC conference gets recently appeared at. Even Trump himself, according to the Daily Beast, is staying out of it. Uh, Multiple people close to Trump have flatly advised him to stay out of it, refrain from publicly defending gets, they're telling him, at least for the time being. And uh, the Daily Beast quotes Barry Bennett, a Republican operative and Trump advisor, uh, quote, for something like this, a 10 foot pole is not long enough. The former president should stay as far away from this as possible. So, Dan, I'm just going to go back to those pictures of Mm -hmm. him having sex with. Am I I want to be super clear about this. It said. Underage? Yeah. Underage prostitute orgy with underage prostitutes. Um, just to be super clear what that means. Mm-hmm. That means that's, of course, statutory rape. Yep. Of, I don't know what the term is when you have an underage sex worker, if that's some sort of, I don't know if sexual slavery would be the, like, I don't know what the exact... Uh, well, there's trafficking involved. There's trafficking. It's paying for uh, right. this as well. Plus, it's child pornography because it's photographs. A hundred percent those exist then. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's showing nudes on the Congress floor. But specifically of the underage sex workers who have, yeah. you know, have multiple crimes committed against them. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent those photos exist. Yes. And they all know it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I feel like I need an exorcism. But um, so what's going to happen this week, Dan? I mean, a lot has happened in one week. He is dug in, though he is dug in alone at this point. 
Nobody's coming to his defense. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long he can really hang on if nobody's coming up. If nobody's got his back. Now, all of these people, again, are pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. So I would assume that a lot of them are waiting to see which way the wind blows on this fucker. And if it feels like it's blowing the right way, they'll all be right back in his court. Um, but right now, it's sure not blowing the right way. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, yeah, it just is a, is a reminder of just how incredibly horrific the atmosphere must be for women in Congress. Yeah, right? Yeah. What an absolute... And just how fucking horrible these people people are just absolute true fucking pieces of garbage yeah yeah in positions of power i've only seen a little bit of that in my life and it's the at how bad it must be at that level is is just um mind-boggling yeah yeah for just real. the just the sewage you have to wade through each day to get to go to work yeah yeah yeah, it's not good. It's not good, but I will admit that I'm okay with watching him self-immolate. I mean, there's a lot there where it's a he whew, he it's like oh it he is very Floridian. <laughs> yeah, he is. I feel like we're six months out. From him running a gator farm. <clears throat> or being the food yeah. at the gator farm. It's called Ga Getzers, Gatesers. I don't know. I'll have Gotta to work on it. Got to workshop that one. I have to work on it. Yeah. I mean, definitely the headlines are gets out of here. <clears throat> definitely. I mean. Without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. Get um, copyright that. Or Get your gators here <laughs> is maybe what what the alligator farm will be called. Uh, this is this definitely has a has such a strong Florida air. Yeah, you know, of someone caught in their driveway with their pants off, you know, trying to have sex with a to Toyota Four Runner. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely next for him. It just. I don't know what that, why was that, but that is a very, I feel like that's something you see in Florida every once in a while, like, ah, oh, again. Not again. <laughs> oh, guy. Guy, it's eight in the morning. Come on now. Come on now. You know, it's, uh, I drank a bottle of hot sauce and got on my roof. <laughs> oh, boy. Says who? Is made possible by you. He's going to live in the bottom of an emptied out swimming pool. <laughs> Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday, why wouldn't you want more of this? You get it if you're a five or $10 a month backer. Patreon.com slash says who, our theme music performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups, slash sayswhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. What also is getting me about this, because there's a lot <laughs> yes. to take in, is it's always funny, the lamest weirdo criminals. It's, it's, a, it's a trope that lame weirdo criminals often, or shady people say things like, I'm working with the CIA. Like it's a, yeah. it's, it's a, such a joke that it took me a minute to be like, Oh, he's doing the, I'm working with the CIA thing. Yeah. It's sort of the crime equivalent of, I have a girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> I'm working with the CIA. Sure. You're going to see some photos of me <laughs> committing some crimes. Sure. That's going to happen. It's all in the name of Liberty. Hey, look, before I met Ginger back in March, I was living, 
I was living the full-on Hooters, not the Hooters lifestyle, but the, what's, uh, is it Stringfellows or something or the strip club lifestyle? I was living, I was living, I was living the life of a Florida man on a Vegas timeline. (laughs) Were there photos? Sure, there's photos. Did I commit a bunch of crimes? Yeah, I committed a bunch of crimes. Do I have a, a not son living with me? Sure, I do. Did I meet Ginger during a during when the time I was supposed to be locked down? Yeah, I did. When are we getting married? Couple years from now. <laughs> but I was working with the CIA. And it came to my dad first. My dad, who now puts in patios. <laughs> they went to him. They said, hey, do you want to rescue a CIA agent? All you have to do is scare her up 25 million. And my dad came to me and the two of us teamed up <laughs> to fight crime. It's makes sense. And why are people mad at me? It's because I'm a generous and inventive lover. And sometimes <laughs> people resent that. This is every dickhead you meet in your freshman year of college. <laughs> That's it's the reason you buy a rape whistle. Like it's. <laughs> uh. This is the guy that once on the subway, I opened up my automatic umbrella and punched him in the dick with it. Like this is, that is a true story. A guy ground me on the subway and I turned around and I hit the button on my automatic umbrella and I pointed it right at his dick and that ended. You know what else ended? This episode? His important work in the Iran-Contra guns for hostages thing. Couldn't fly that plane anymore. I'm working with the CIA. I've tried that excuse, Dan. <laughs> the guy who came to my house with that heavy-duty vacuum cleaner tried that excuse. He was on an FBI watch list, and that's why he's trying to break into Blue Apron headquarters now, Dan. <laughs> CIA. Uh, oh, these photos are terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the worst thing is they're going to end up out in the world. Oh, those photos are probably, you know, that 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 safe they always refer to at the the National Enquirer safe. Oh, yeah. That one. It's going to be like the actual Al Capone's vault when that eventually cracks open. They're in there. I, I assume that, you know, very, whenever the spiders and monsters crawl out that. Yeah, they're in some some container like that. Spread the word. <laughs> subscribe and please leave stars. Please subscribe. And reviews We're on working. Apple Podcasts or We're wherever you listen. We're working with the CIA. Join us next Wednesday, back on the Wednesday train, April 14th for our next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. From Florida. <laughs> Live from Florida. I. This story is so weird. Oh, yeah. And we spent many years talking about weird things, Dan. But this is a really protracted weird thing. The wildest thing is that that's really the cliff notes of the story. There's like. A few more pages, at least, that could have gone in. And what's also terrible and clear is that if he's admitting to the photos, it means that there's there's something worse out there. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something... This is the tip of the iceberg. He, they, this guy is also really good at the self-own. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His first 24 hours on this thing made the whole thing at least a hundred times worse. This is a guy who trips over his own dick getting out of bed. Yes. (laughs) Without a doubt. Anyway, I'm Maureen Johnson, and now I've been drained of my... I'm both inspired because I feel better than I did before as a human because I know that there are so many lower places to be. So thanks for that, Dan. Well, you're welcome. This has been I didn't say says my last, who? I didn't say my last name. Oh. 
Did you say your first name? Maybe. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I'll make you wait. Morning, Johnson. This has been Says Who. This story is fucking crazy. It is. <laughs> it's going it to be. Is. It's going to get so weird, isn't it? Yes. It's going to get so weird. <laughs> See you tomorrow. Huh.